0: luck,
1: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show live and on demand, but not all that much in demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me. Aaron McIntyre is here as well 888-900-3393 is the number here to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast 888-900-3393 Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program that's D-E-A-C-E like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Show. you can also check out our new YouTube page if you want free samples of this show that you can check out yourself and then share with others, go to YouTube.com slash SteveDace, that's YouTube.com slash SteveDace, and given that. Uh, explosive growth we've had of the show here this year I, I haven't said this in a while but I probably need to reset it uh, if if you, I try to respond to as much as I can but I gotta be honest man the 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 shorter it is the more likely I'm gonna respond okay and uh, just the volume of feedback I am currently getting I mean I, I appreciate the passion but some of y'all are sending me the big man and I just I ain't got time for it I, and I'm sure in there is some brilliance that I I needed all right and i could then share with others but when you're getting hundreds of emails now and you guys i'm at the point now if it if it's if if it's more than 3 or 4 paragraphs i'm i'm often just kind of moving on so i think this bill o'reilly used to say this on fox news back in the day uh, the pithier the better or something along those lines yes. right yeah so just because I don't want you to waste your time either, because I know it takes some time to construct those these long uh, epistles. But um, the shorter they are, the more likely I'm going to be able to get through them and, and respond. Because we're just thankfully getting so much volume uh, of feedback into the show right now. I,
0: I think that we just need to put in an unwritten rule that th- that owed to you, if they're so inspired, and you basically implied in that as a Han Solo. I know.
2: And and we we just move on. I like that. Jersey week continues here. I'm wearing the Nolan Ryan uh, 1980 Houston Astros throwback. I know you like this one. All right. So this is like the alternative practice jersey from that era. I still think it could very well be the greatest professional sports uniform, not called the San Diego powder blue Chargers of all time. It's one of the few throwback uniforms I actually like. I mean, it's. Yeah. I Look
1: at the colors, though. Don't those don't usually? You wouldn't think those go together, but they just. I gotta say though,
2: see, I, I maybe this is our age difference. Give me the Phillies in like that burg striped burgundy over what they wear now, right? And the road powder blues oh, with the, that striped burgundy. How sharp was the, that look? The Cardinals and the Phillies powder blues yes. are.
0: I, I think your powder blue. Thing is a little bit too much for the dude code, but
2: I got I I do swoon at the old Dale Murphy era Braves wearing those too, right? Your Milwaukee Brewers wearing those were some of the sharpest uniforms around. Um, I I even like the old. It looks like I worked the McDonald's drive-through Ray Kroc era San Diego Padres uniforms. I even like those. (laughs) All right. Something, yeah. I just love the, in and, the, and of course, the We Are Family era with the Pirates, right? Oh, yes. With the the yellow hats and the, I mean, I, I love all that stuff. So I'd love to see that stuff come back. I think everything kind of looks pretty bland nowadays, you know? So this, in my opinion, one of the greatest sports, pro sports uniforms of all time. But here's what it means, though. If I'm going to come in here glossing Nolan Ryan, I got to bring the heat today, right? I mean, I, I gotta I gotta throw some chin music today. so let me let me start off with this right away. The amount of preening that is that is currently going on about reopening schools, you need to know what it's about. It, this is all politics. Teacher unions are uh, it, bastions of political activism, particularly of the left wing variety. This is all politics. 26 nations that had some form of lockdown have already sent their kids back to school. Kids in China started going back to school in March. Kids in Wuhan, China, have been back in school since May. All right? There's no science to deny doing this. None. It's just, and I mean it, absolutely none. None. It's all politics, but we're sitting here today, and what is it? July eighth is today, right? it yep. is correct and, and and I know for a lot of you families you're sitting there thinking to yourselves, what do I do? do I just sit here and wait you know for them and then and then what are the ridiculous guidelines we have to live up to to do this as well? Does my kid have to wear a diaper a loaded diaper on his face? Uh, I mean I mean, are we all wearing plastic masks uh, Let me give you some advice. If you're concerned about that and you're tired of having your family's fate in somebody else's hands, I know these people. My own son went to school here for a couple of years. I know how good the curriculum is. Check out Freedom Project Academy. All right? Go to their website right now. Freedomforschool.com is their website. Freedomforschool.com. And you can get more information on what they do there uh, because it's a, it's a virtual school. Your kid will be in a live classroom with other students and a teacher, and it'll be based on Judeo-Christian values, K through 12, fully accredited. Critical thinking is what they specialize in there, right? So if you're like, "I, I need to know right now, or at least have a plan B, I've at least got to have a plan B Having no clue ultimately where this is going to go with my kid. Go to freedomforschool.com. All right. Take control of your family right now. Go to freedomforschool.com. All right. Coming up later on today, we're going to say something. Can, well, can I, I? Because
0: it just was breaking right now and it speaks to exactly what you're saying. Last night, I umpired a uh, doubleheader uh, with Dowling Catholic, local Catholic high school. It was the first time they were playing since they played last week. I also happened to have them then, after which they had to test some people. Those tests came back negative, but apparently after last night's, a test came back positive. Dowling Catholic high school ranked number one in the state right now because they have one positive case. Program-wide shutdown for the remainder of the regular season and the postseason. Players are crushed. Th- this is
2: not ins- This is, is flat-earth stuff. I'm sitting here.
0: Appar- Steve, should I leave? Are you okay?
2: Because yeah, apparently I'm— I'm, might- I'm okay. It, this is flat-earth stuff. It's absolute— and, Thank and, you. And keep in mind, we're living in probably the freest state yes. in the country right now. Or it's like us in Georgia— we're 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 at least like in the you know, we we might not be Clemson, but we're Alabama or Ohio State here when it comes to you know, uh, the freedom index in America right now, and this is going on in Iowa, where I'm I've gone to the movies like every weekend for the last month. Yes, right, this is this is going on in Iowa. What's going on in the rest of your states? So. At least have a plan B right now. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. All right, coming up here uh, on the program today, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. Um, And then, of course, or in between, then we'll, of course, play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold, which is always a ton of fun. But before we get there, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
1: What happened while we were away, brought to you by Straight out of Mogadishu.
2: As long as our economy and political systems prioritize
3: profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality.
1: So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression Wherever we find it. Elon Omar, the former refugee turned congresswoman, has more thoughts on supposed systemic injustice.
2: When we saw the statue of um, Columbus come down, there was conversations happening about how other people felt, and nothing was being amplified by the people who took it down, who saw it as a symbol of oppression for themselves.
1: Learning Somali today, today's phrase is, if it looks like a revolution and swims like a revolution and quacks like a revolution, it's a revolution. president trump says another round of stimulus checks are on the way the answer is yes we're working on it right now with congress i want more than other people's people want to do but uh, it'll be significant numbers great for the people of our country trump tweets in germany denmark norway sweden and many other countries schools are open with no problems the dems think it would be bad for them politically if u.s schools open before the november election but it is important for the children and families may cut off funding if not open. The Trump administration also brought in Dr. Sally Goza, the president of the American Academy of Pediatricians yesterday, to stump for reopening schools.
3: The evidence we have so far indicates that children are less likely to have symptoms or severe disease resulting from coronavirus. Children are less likely to become infected and they are less likely to spread infection. We know, however, that missing school can have serious consequences for child health and well-being.
1: CNN headline, President Trump forgets recent calamities in his rush to open schools. Bloomberg opinion headline, a lower COVID-19 death rate is nothing to celebrate. The United States has officially withdrawn from the World Health Organization. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved the use of Lysol disinfectant on surfaces to protect against coronavirus. According to the CDC and info compiled by Worldometers, there were 1,523 deaths in the United States coded as COVID on April 6th, 2,574 on May 6th, 717 on June 6th, and 378 on July 6th. Moving on, J.K. Rowling and Noam Chomsky are among two signers of an open letter calling for an end to cancel culture published by Harper's Magazine. One of the signers of that letter, author Jennifer Finney Boylan, later tweeted quote, I did not know who else had signed that letter. I thought I was endorsing a well meaning, if vague, message against Internet shaming. I did know Chomsky, Steinem, and Atwood were in, and I thought good company. The consequences are mine to bear. I am so sorry. <laughs> In Contra Costa, California, a woman recently painted over Black Lives Matter street graffiti in front of the county courthouse. The woman and another man, both residents of Martinez, California, were arrested this week and charged with a hate crime. The city of Seattle reportedly hosted a training session for white employees last month titled Interrupting Internalized Racial Superiority and Whiteness, which was geared, among other things, to help whites underscore and affirm their quote-unquote complicity and racism and to upend their whiteness. That's according to Christopher Rufo, the director of the Discovery Institute's Center on Wealth and Poverty. Cesar Conde, chairman of NBC Universal News Group, says the company will strive to have, quote, 50% of our news organization employees be women and 50% of our total workforce be people of color, end quote. And finally, something good. They're still playing baseball in the small town of Albernette, Iowa. And if that wasn't enough of a sign of hope for Americana, the Rose family of Albernette hadn't been able to see one of their sons, a member of the United States Army, since January when he went away for training until this happened (laughs) and that's what happened while we were away
2: i I don't believe they were social distancing they were not Mm. so have you noticed your hair isn't looking as full as it used to yeah, losing your hair is no fun, so let's talk about some options. You can go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy. Try not to go broke, just to avoid going bald. Or, you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home. You'll get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you're going to love about Keeps is its convenience, because it's all online. You just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and then it is shipped discreetly to your door so why make unnecessary trips to the door to the doctor and the drugstore when you do it all from home you can get started right now with a special deal go to keeps.com slash grow that's keeps.com slash grow to get 50 percent off your first order from keeps at keeps.com slash grow we are going to discuss the this letter uh, from a group of lefties urging the canceling of cancel culture. We're going to we're going to discuss this in the overtime today. Is this a glimmer of hope for sanity? That that some form of sanity regardless of political ideology can still prevail in America. We'll discuss that in the overtime today. blazetv.com slash dace is how you can uh, get access to Blaze TV so you don't miss today's overtime. You get a discounted subscription if you go there. blazetv.com slash dace, and that's also where you can go if you're already a subscriber to watch it when we post it later today at blazetv.com slash dace. Here's a question that I think Ilan Omar needs to be asked if the way you lived in somalia and the customs of that culture and the belief system of that people was so good why did you come here like i you know why i'm not moving to yemen yemen sucks all right, Yemen sucks for people that believe like me. If if Somalia is so grand, why why did you why did you come here? Do you know the answer to that question?
0: Yeah, it's not a good one. It's
2: not a good one, is it? No.
0: She's a terrorist. She's yeah
2: yeah yeah. She is a form of a domestic terrorist. Yes. I completely agree with that. Yep at the very least she's an insurgent at the very least she's an insurgent and she's in the united states congress jordan <laughs> happy wednesday hump day hump day hump day it's d e a c e yes yeah for our friends over at right wing watch make sure we spell that name right um they're finally doing now I want to, let me pause for a moment. It was one day, okay? One day. But the White House finally, finally did. Yesterday. What I have, for how long, sat here, begged, pleaded, urged, demanded, even privately reached out to people I know that are in or around this White House, begged here here's why let me just give you an anecdotal example of what i mean okay so on on one of my sports twitter accounts i i posted a video that i did yesterday on how You know, uh, the virus and schedule differences may change how my favorite team, you know, uh, how Michigan's football season looks this fall. And I had to, what, I mean, the amount of certainty. And keep in mind, you know, I mean, this is the fan base of the number one rated public university on the planet. On the planet. Nobody does. Intellectual haughtiness, arrogance. Nobody does, nobody rocks the gilded age outside the Ivy League, like Michigan does, man. All right? Even other schools are like, I think they could tone down the smarm a little bit, okay? We're known for it. You don't have to say anything. I'll own it, Todd. I will own that. We're Michigan fans. We, we, I'll own it. I've been around it most of my life. I'm well aware of it, Okay? And, I, you know, part of it is we're better than you. I will admit that, too. And then the other part is maybe we take it too far. I'll, maybe that's 10% of it. Right? No? Just, just letting you work this out <laughs> okay. publicly. All right. Here are the things I saw that were just asserted with certainty. China was, the entire country of China was in an 80-day lockdown. Actually, no, it wasn't. It It was not whole states, provinces, major cities of of China never even went into lockdown. Communist China. Communist China never even went into lockdown. Now, in a lot of those cities, the people social distanced themselves when they saw what was going on in Wuhan, you know, on the other side of the country. But all kinds of places in China were not in any form of an official quarantine or lockdown. That's even more amazing. People in
0: communist China felt they had more autonomy to decide for themselves yes. how to go about their daily business than people in
2: Texas yes. currently. Schools began opening in China in late March. They were closed pretty much across the country from the, end, from the middle of January to the middle of March. About 60 days is when they began to reopen. Schools in Wuhan reopened... Th- uh, I'm sorry, from, the, from, from mid-January to mid-March, about 60 days. Early, Jan- early May is when schools in Wuhan, they were the last place to open in China, opened up. You've been able to go to Disney in Shanghai since May the 6th. There was not a draconian, everything doesn't move for 80 days in communist China. There wasn't. Now, they did things to the people of Wuhan and the affected territories that, from a civil liberty standpoint you can't really do in america like instant quarantines and things of that nature you may have heard you know when beijing had its first lockdown is when they had a spike of cases at a marketplace last month that was the first time that the city of beijing instituted an actual quarantine lockdown to which they then lifted after they isolated the cases from the from the market something else i was told again with certainty from What they'll tell you, I mean, ask them. Michigan fans will tell you. We're the smartest fan base in the country. We'll we'll proudly tell you that, whether it's true or not, who knows. But we believe it. Something else I was just asserted with. Hey, I wish we could have done what Sweden did. I wish it would have been successful. But it failed. Sweden and Michigan each have about 10 million people for a population. Deaths per 1 million. Sweden, 539. Michigan, 626. 626. What are you talking about? I mean, Sweden's death curve is lower than ours right now. What what are you talking about? See me, Daniel Horowitz, Jordan Schachtel, Julie Kelly over at American Greatness, give me some other names of the folks who were like and on the ground floor of pushing back against this. Oh, Jesse, Clay Travis. Jesse Kelly, Clay Travis. Clay's got the biggest platform of any of us, okay? But even when you put us all together, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what we're up against, folks. A drop in the bucket. Now, there is one ring to rule them all from a platform standpoint. There is one platform on planet Earth that allows you at any point in the match, you don't even have to soften your opponent up, right? Like Hulk Hogan doesn't have to get all hulked up, come, you know, come off the, the side ropes and, and do a couple elbows before he goes to the top rope for the finishing move. There's one platform in all of the third rock from the sun that at any moment, you can go full Jimmy Superfly snooker, man. Climb to the top of the steel cage, even if you're just getting your ass kicked in the match. At any point, you can go to the top of the steel cage and drop a finishing move, and it's one, two, three. One platform in in the world allows this, and it just so happens to be the one occupied by Donald J. Trump. See, we can assemble all of this information, And, and, and we're doing it. I mean, the amount... I could just sit on Twitter all day and debunk lies on coronavirus. All day long and like never leave my couch. There's just, there's so many. I mean, this Scott Gottlieb guy, dude's either either a total hack or evil. I don't know which one well enough. He used to actually work in, in, in the FDA or something, right? He's one of the worst. He says stuff all the time that's just flat out untrue could just be flat out debunked as a lie. Anthony Fauci's more honest, and I'm serious. This stuff goes on and on and on. All of us pooling our resources together, our combined platforms, we can't we can't defeat this information dominance. We we can't. one person has a platform that can you gave him the biggest platform in all of the world he's got a bigger platform than even the Pope has President Trump does imagine if you had a guy look at Ron DeSantis now I was hard on him last week now I'm going to praise him because since the holiday he has come out swinging swinging And you know what he's doing? He's using the office of governor. Like, they're not putting out press releases. His communication flack's not putting out a tweet. He's holding flipping press conferences, man. Not about forming a blue ribbon panel. That's right. No, he's just, and he's just shoving the data down the media's throats, down their throats. You've heard me say for years, on and off the record, working with me, talking to our people when they get elected, that you've heard me use the expression, the power of the letterhead, right? Yeah. That while you hold that position of power, that letterhead, congressman so-and-so, president so-and-so, senator so-and-so, governor so-and-so, everything you say and do, they have to cover. They can ignore the likes of me. They can ignore all of people like me. And they can ignore people like me with far more massive platforms. They can ignore Rush Limbaugh, ignore Mark Levin, ignore Glenn Beck. Never let him into their jet stream. But when you've got the power of that letterhead, they can't ignore you. You will get coverage the rest of us could never get. Even if we pooled all of our resources together with one singular message, we couldn't cross over with what that letterhead. That's your ghetto pass, man. That, that, That lets you in. And Trump's got the biggest one of them all. And there's no close second, man. No close second. He should have been doing this with schools a month ago. But you know what? There's a lot of decisions we do in life. Quit smoking. Lose more weight. Finally ask that girl out. Finally tell that guy yes. Right? There's a lot of things in life that we should have done before we did. Right? Yes we can't go back and redo all of that though can we I can't change the past right but I can do what's right today I can do it today pray that that is not an isolated event that needs to be a full bore offensive and even if they just do it on the schools because that's that's the main linchpin of reopening America there's 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 four of them really but to me that's number one Because it's a gateway to many others. Even if he just does it on the schools. Because the same data, the same data transcends to the other linchpins, like churches. Well, we don't want these young people going to church and asymptomatically infecting the old people, right? Sure. Isn't that one of the main arguments against the schools? Yeah. So if I'm going to win this argument against the schools, the same thing applies where? The church,
1: the church, sports, sports—the
2: sports, same. Sports is the same if we thing. Can,
1: if we can yep. go to school, then why can't we go That's to church? Ex- yes. If we can go to church and school, why can't we have sports? Yes.
2: So even if, even if there's, even if they've decided over there, and I could, I could see that that would actually be a smart strategic decision. Decision, I should say in English. Instead of trying to win on four fronts, let's pick the biggest one of them all, and just, and just go all in on winning that one. Because if you win that one, it unlocks all these other arguments.
0: Can I ask you either now, we don't have that much time, or sometime in the future, though, you're going to have to, because that front is important, there is that strain of conservatives out there, and I've, I get, Steve homeschools. Aaron has been homeschooled. I absolutely support homeschools. And but there's that crowd that says the schools suck anyways, burn it off. You, you're missing the point. That's a different argument and I think you need to speak to those people at some point. Opening up the schools has way more to do uh with uh the is- the issues that you're obsessing about at this
2: moment. It simply does. Not to mention if you See, one of the reasons why we support homeschooling and did it, because we wanted to be empowered to make the decisions for our own children, right? You're not you're not closing the schools because you won some ideological argument. You're closing the schools because the same people you're trying to keep your kids from getting infected from, mentally infected, philosophically infected by, they're empowered. They're the ones being empowered here. Parents aren't being, see, if if homeschoolers should be in favor of anything it's parental empowerment the educrats are the ones getting empowered by keeping the schools closed not the parents homeschoolers should be opposed to anything that empowers the educrat system anything that says that it has uh, that it has sovereignty over the children and that the parents are not autonomous homeschoolers ought to be opposed to anything along those lines thank you because that's the premise of of our challenge to the system right more in a moment guys do me a favor a couple of you have emailed me a reminder on this i appreciate can you guys remind me to keep to 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 make uh at steve dace at parlor you know just part of the normal how you got the feedback rundown so i don't forget that all right sure because yep. we're all gonna end up we're all gonna be in, end up over there sooner rather than later anyway so we might as well go ahead and just start promoting at steve dace at Parlor P-A-R-L-E-R. That's, uh, that's going to be the place everybody that uh, uh, doesn't believe in a hammer and a sickle uh, will end up instead of Twitter here in the not-too-distant future. At Steve Dace, at Parlor. I got to remember to start throwing that in there as well. All right, let's get to our weekly game of Buy, Sell, or Hold, brought to you by Home Title Lock. You know, working from home is driving up the worst form of cybercrime, home title theft. We're doing everything from home. Working, banking, video conferences, meal deliveries, shopping. And that has cyber criminals excited. Why? Because even if they can't steal your identity, they get identifying information and then they go online to where your home's title is kept these days. Use that information to identify as you and then make it look like you sold your home to them. It's called home title theft. The FBI is warning homeowners about it. And if you want to make sure your home is protected from this, because your bank, your home insurance can't protect you, but for pennies a day, Home Title Lock will. They'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title. And you can go right now to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if your home has already been targeted. And while you're there, get 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com if you use the promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Steve. So here's how buy, sell, or hold works. Aaron, with some help from his friends, you in the audience will throw Todd and I's way a series of predictions, prophecies, premises. Todd, you and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling it? You may even get a legit reason why we chose the answer we did. Once per episode, you are permitted uh, to hold. But if either one of us chooses to do so for any reason other than that it is so lame, it's even beneath our inferior intellects. The dude code calls for you. Uh, to probably, uh, I'm scourged, I think, uh, violently so, in fact, for punking out. Fair. Yeah, I always keep that in the back of my mind. I think that's uh, totally legit. Aaron, you may begin.
1: All right, we've got a lot of sports ones uh, this uh, this week, which is probably going to be a welcome reprieve from the usual. Uh, Todd Saffel starts us off. He says, Patrick Mahomes will break the trend of quarterbacks who fail to reach or win a Super Bowl or Super Bowls after becoming the highest paid quarterback.
2: All right, before we answer this, I need a point of order. And you are the clarifier here as the Chiefs fan, Eric. Okay, Mm -hmm. he still has two years left on his rookie deal, correct? I'm
1: going to be pushing forty by the time this is all said and
2: done. So, so he technically won't be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL in 2020, right? He is still going to be on that rookie deal, correct? I believe. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's correct. Yeah. Because didn't they structure it that way? Because
1: it's an extension, not a replacement.
2: Because which, which the trend in the NFL is if you've got a top five paid quarterback. You're not often making the playoffs or Mm -hmm. making the Super Bowl because of how much of your salary cap they eat up. And so you're seeing a lot of teams with younger quarterbacks um, where you're on those rookie deals for four years and then five with the the option where their salary is very cap-friendly and so you can load up your roster with talent around them, right? So I believe that didn't the Chiefs extend this so they could get two more cap-friendly years with him so is he is he technically the highest paid quarterback in 2020? I do not believe so, but I'm not totally certain on that. Okay. For the sake of argument, let's say that he is, because that's the premise of the, and we can't we're, we don't know for sure, all right? Because that's the premise of this. Um, I'm going to sell. Uh, and the reason I'm going to sell is he's already had injury issues. Um. I mean, we watched at a time when you could mug receivers. You could do things to them that in in, in some minimum security uh, detention areas, you can't do to other inmates. You could do this to wide receivers. And we saw Dan Marino dominate this league year after year after year in that era. Never won a Super Bowl. It is harder to win a Super Bowl than I think people realize. The amount of things that could go wrong. I mean, you know this. I mean, you've had as a as a Packer fan, Todd. Yeah. Over the last what now twenty five years, right? You have had arguably back to back. You can make an argument top ten all time quarterbacks in yeah. the history of the NFL back to back over the last twenty five years. And Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, each of those guys won one of them, one of them. It's just it's it's so hard. I mean. Look at this. Robert Griffin III was going to revolutionize the NFL. And, you know, now he's basically a career backup. Lamar, Lamar Jackson revolutionized the NFL last year. The question will be, in it when, when these coaches have had all this time to break down his film, where is he in a couple of years? How many times have we seen this? And I just think, and maybe the odds are only 51-49, But if you know the history of this sport, in my view, the odds are higher that he'll never win another Super Bowl than with a guy taking up 25% of your salary cap, you're going to win more of them, especially with the injuries and everything else that go along with it. He's got a perfect situation right now. He's got arguably the best play caller in the NFL as his head coach, but how much longer is that going to be the case? Andy Reid coaching the Chiefs another 12 years, do you think? No. No. You know, so there's just so many outliers and and it's and it's a sport where any play is the end of your career. Right. I I just think I'm going to say no. And it's not because I don't think he's great and may not end up being an all time great. It's just the history of this sport says it is damned hard to win one of these, let alone multiple of them.
0: Yeah, you had me at the the Packer arg- argument, but I, I will buy it for a couple reasons. One, because that allowed for reaching and not just winning, so getting to the Super Bowl I'll, again. Oh,
2: you know okay, you, thank you. I missed that part. I may buy that then. I, I thought it was win, winning another Super Bowl. Was it just reaching it then? Reach, no, reach or win. Yeah. Reach or win? Okay, I, my bad. I missed that part. So I probably would buy it then, but... I still think a lot of the argument I made. Oh, it's all—it's uh, very true. Stands the other reason, though. I I, I get this vibe,
0: and again, um, Aaron knows a lot more about him personally because he follows him. Like I, Aaron Rodgers is—I'm pretty certain—if he was a, my team's quarterback, I would hate him. I mean, he's just kind of insufferable in a lot of different ways. I, there is to Pat Mahomes, in as much as I know anything, he seems to have a certain Derek Jeter quality about him. That is just not going. He he's going to stay on target in his not only professional but in his personal life, uh, and and that that means a ton in pro sports in general these days. To keep your eye on the ball, the main thing, the main thing. It it seems to me, and I I don't want to be wrong about that because I, I want people decent people to root for. I hope he's that guy.
1: Alrighty. John Endicott says some Republican governors are actively using coronavirus restrictions to increase the odds that Trump loses in November. I actually mentioned this exact same thing to my wife over the weekend.
2: Um I could I could definitely see Doug Ducey in Arizona being in that camp. There's Dewine, Ohio. DeWine go. in Ohio, I could absolutely see being in that camp. The the problem DeWine in Ohio has is I mean, he is in a state where if 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 the scarlet and gray aren't playing this fall then when they find the noose out in the garage where the governor's car is kept that one's going to be real man and not you know what they used to open the garage for the last few years you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i mean mike DeWine would lo- i you know I, I know the squealers that guy would love to do what you're what you're alleging but ohio state football is going to prevent that because if they're not playing football at the shoe come september mama's got to die tonight all right that's just straight up man i mean just bub ain't having it all right so Bubba, ohio state fans god bless him will line up to be injected with covid to get the columbus and surrounding area to herd immunity now okay uh rather than than risk that but i'm sure mike dewine if he could would would mind uh, you know, being a John Kasich's standard bearer, there, succeeder in doing so, I could see Ducey doing that. I don't think that's Greg Abbott in Texas. I I just think dude just flaked out. Um, but I love the fact that you're at least thinking this way. So even if I I, I don't I even if I don't know that I could apply your premise to the extent that maybe you're asserting it. I certainly don't want to discourage anyone in our audience from thinking like this, because this nope. is the kind of thinking, critical thinking, that we have lacked within our movement, in our ranks for many, 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 many years. So I'm going to buy just because I want, I want to, I want to encourage this line of thought.
0: I'm going to sell, but I do also encourage this line of thought. I I'm going to sell because I think to the extent that people are doing this and i and i agree that they are it is a secondary motivation they don't have the guts to do this as a primary motivation primarily they're wetting themselves about their own political fortunes or about the the reality of the coronavirus ghost biting them in the middle of the night and then so once they once that is their terra firma then they'll say okay well i also hate trump and i'm gonna try to maximize my prejudice in that direction as well i just don't think it's the primary motivation
1: up next is non-hyphenated America. Top 10 rock albums of all time. Number one, Who's Next? Number two, Abbey Road. Number three, Let It Bleed. Number four, Dark Side of the Moon. Number five, Led Zeppelin. Four, number six, Quadrophenia. Number seven, Sergeant Peppers. Number eight, Astral Weeks. Nine, Exile on Main Street. Ten, Back in Black.
2: All right, now leave this up for a second. Let me look at this, okay? Now, I'm a who guy. Okay. I'm going to sell because I can't even recognize several of those. I, I, I am a who guy, man, but you can't rank Back in black, Quadrophenia ahead of Back in Black. And you certainly can't rank it ahead of Sgt. Peppers. All right, Now, I don't think Sgt. Peppers is the best Beatles album. I think Abbey Road is. In fact, I actually like Magical Mystery Tour. A lot of the songs that didn't make the cut for Sgt. Peppers, I actually like that album better than Sgt. Peppers. But Sgt. Peppers inspired almost everything you know you know today as pop music almost all of it it's like it's it's like you know like there was like a magna carta before we had a declaration of independence right you know what i'm saying you know greek the the ancient greeks had city states that lived under temporary democracies right yeah the the declaration of independence wasn't the first attempt at human autonomy and, and 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 government it just leapt it forward into an an era and a stage that it had not yet accomplished. That's what Sergeant Peppers is. It's the declaration of independence of pop music. It it took a format and, and, and it did a 5,000 year leap with it. So there's no way you can rank Quadrophenia ahead of that. You just, you just can't. Okay. And, um, I mean, I'm fine with dark side of the moon being in the top five that it's just a phenomenal album. Every track. Great. Um, who's next as a few great songs, one of them arguably the greatest rock song of all time, but it's, it's not as good as Abbey road. It's not as good as back in black. It's not as good as Led Zeppelin four. but I like, I, I, you know, I, I think, um, I would have you two's Actong baby on my top 10 list. That's another album where every song lands and a couple of them are legitimately great. But, um, you know, I think your overall list, I'm not offended by it. Wouldn't be my list. You know, but I don't think that it's like, let me put it this way, better than Rolling Stone, <laughs> which I guess is our new better Bar. than Hillary. So uh, you know what, man? It, it's tough to step up and and lay down markers on stuff like this, right? It's tough to do that. Knowing that the the at some point, most people are going to think you're wrong, then buy it whole cloth. So I kind of like the stones it takes, man. No pun intended. I kind of like the stones it takes just to kind of roll out there and say, I'm dropping trial on this one, I'm calling my shot. So wouldn't be my list. I think it's got several things that I would do differently or, in my opinion, better. Uh, but I will buy because I, I like the I like the chutzpah of trying it. You're selling, Todd. I am selling. All right. Uh, up next is putting on a
1: ritz uh, saying uh, we will end up with black only communities black only stores and a separate black national anthem all in the name of black lives matter putting us right back to the segregation days pre
2: 1960s well i will buy because in the, in the end progressivism is regressivism i mean there's there's nothing progressive about progressivism we're it, it's taking us back we're relitigating arguments that it, it, the human human civilizations even before we had a canonized Bible even before we had Christ walking the earth even before the Jewish people were a light to other nations these are things human civilist like it's a bad idea to put men with women in intimate settings it's a a bad idea guys right I mean societies that, that like ate their children knew that one literally like apocalypto societies understood i I mean i guess if i don't want my daughters raped i probably shouldn't put the guys with them you know alone right yes Uh, there's nothing progressive about this all of it's regressive all of it is to go back that's why i call it paganism that's really what this is It's a a pre-Western civilization. And what's Western civilization? Basically just Judeo-Christian civilization. And we came up with the term Western civilization to make it sound less theocratic and religious. Okay? But Western civilization is essentially civilization inspired by a biblical worldview and uh, the Enlightenment and different events in history. This is a pre-Western view of the world. It's a pagan view. That's what all of this is. So, it it takes us backwards on everything. So, buy. I am
0: buying. Progressivism does not want to solve problems. It wants to use problems. That's a great There's point. There's a giant difference. Yes.
2: Never let a good crisis go to waste. There it is. Yes. Yeah.
1: Kanye West did a series of interviews uh, this morning. Have you guys seen I any joke, of these quotes? I just
2: saw one of these lines. Quote from Kanye West. Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Unquote. Talk to me. Yep. yep. Talk now to that's me. using a bully pulpit right there. That, that's how many folks, I mean, I, I have, in, even in my own city, my own city of Des Moines, where I spent years working on cross-racial ministry. How many hands did I shake? How many people did I meet? How many pulpits did I visit? Doesn't come close, even in my own backyard, to what a guy with a pulpit like this dropping one bomb
0: like that does, right? And to that to that end, I saw it. I know you frown upon Rasmussen polling. I saw this morning, twenty two percent of black likely voters supportive of Trump. It goes up to thirty three percent when you include highly supportive.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea of that Rasmussen polling it's just complete shill polling I agree or not. but I, 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 it I, seemed timely yeah, yeah we'll come back more buy sell or hold next With Hour Two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, Radio, and Podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Todd and and all of you at 888 93 Steve at Steve is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, par- at Steve Dace. I remembered, huh? At Steve Dace on Parlor. P-A-R-L-E-R. I think it's from what we learned last week, it's very important to spell that correctly, particularly if you have a firewall at work, all right? P-A-R-L-E-R, at Steve Dace on Parler. That's the Twitter uh, soon-to-be uh, substitute for anybody that is to the uh, the right of Mao Zedong. Uh, we will all end up on uh, on Parlor here uh, in, in the not-too-distant future, I am sure. And then YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can go to get clips of this show that you can sample yourself and then share with others. If you're looking for free stuff, click subscribe there on our new YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. And then finally, if you're a podcast listener, if you haven't done this yet, Heck, if you have, do it again. Leave us a five-star review. We've gotten thousands of those. We could use thousands and thousands of more of them. And not just because um, the overlords uh, down in Dallas uh, that permit us access to this uh, this platform, they like to see that. But frankly, my ego could just use even more boosting. Uh, so let's do it for that reason, if no other. Thank you to all of you that have done so already. And we appreciate every single one of those five-star reviews coming up at the bottom of the hour our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us. Part two of Buy Seller Hold, though, is brought to you by Rough Green's Smart. You know why you're buying so many supplements these days? Because all those vitamins, minerals, nutrients, omega oils, antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics. You know, all the stuff that we really need from our food, even more than for it to taste good, that's all been stripped out of a lot of the things we eat today, so it can be mass-produced and mass-consumed cheaply. For a long shelf life, and then we have to pay on the back end to put all that stuff back into our lifestyle with supplements. Same thing happens to our pets. That dry dog food your pet loves so much, it's probably been stripped of all those living organisms for all the same reasons. And that's where Rough Green's Smart comes into play. It puts all the good stuff back in. It's just a powder that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food, and apparently it makes your dog's food taste even better because our dog, Cap, barely chews when we put this on his food, I can hear him and it's like we have a pig for a pet. He inhales this stuff. So it must be good. I'll take his I'll take his word for it, not mine. If you want to try the 14 J 14 day jumpstart bag today for just 1495, go to the website roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com slash blaze. Aaron, you may fire when ready.
1: Rev AG is up next. He says the addition of Cam Newton will give the Patriots the AFC East title instead of the Buffalo Bills.
2: I'm buying. I will buy as well. I'm totally buying on it. Yep. Yep. You still have... I I think you've given Bill Belichick a chip on his shoulder. I think... um, You do not want to give Bill Belichick a chip. He still has a a, a pretty good defense. They've still got some good uh, skill vision talent on that team. And... You know, Tom Brady last year was, what, the 12th rated quarterback in the NFL. Now, he's going to a team that has better offensive skill talent than what he left in New England. He'll be better than that if he can stay healthy, which even at his age, uh, even with his health at his age, is not a guarantee. Okay, but with with the talent around him, he'll be better than the 12th best quarterback in the NFL this year. But I bring that up in the New England context because... Even after sitting out a year, and and yeah, he wasn't there the whole off season. Nobody else in New England was either. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like Jarrett Stidham's got command of a playbook here. And and, and, the, and with Bill Belichick, you've seen with him a willingness. He's far more pragmatic. If you if you if you fit yourself into his structure. Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, right? You fit yourself into his structure. I mean, Tom Brady's got a lot of eccentric, eccentric aspects to him as well. You know, his own training staff and his own, you know, nutrition staff, right? I mean, Belichick, as long as you fit into the overall structure, you're he treats you like a man. You have your own life. You know, Bill Belichick's not losing his mind because Cam Newton, you know, is wearing some metrosexual outfit after a game. I've I've read stuff. That's this isn't college football. He doesn't. They don't run. This isn't Nick Saban's Alabama, right? He understands that they're men. These are adults. He he gets it. It's just they have. They've got you know, an overall vision for the franchise. A couple of non-negotiables, and then after that, you kind of get to do your own thing. And he gets away with that because they win. I think Cam's going to go in there with a massive chip on his shoulder. He's got ran out of the franchise that he essentially built, what we've known of the Carolina Panthers for the last 10 years. He got ran out of there for Teddy Bridgewater, man. Really? I I think, and and he doesn't, and, and, and given the way New England plays, what they need is a guy who can make one or two plays. To win a game in the fourth quarter or put it away. For Tom Brady, that was one or two throws. With Cam, it can be one or two, it could be mobility. It doesn't have to be Cam in the pocket. I now I, I think it's a perfect marriage. And the fact Cam agreed to a one-year deal. That that's him essentially betting on himself. You know he's coming in there with something to prove. And I you gotta wonder too, with the Bills, you know, they just ended one of the longest playoff droughts in the NFL last year. All this hype. Everybody's talking about them. now. I think it's a perfect situation now for New England and Cam Newton.
0: Uh, I agree, I, although I, I think Cam deserved uh, to get run out of uh, Carolina and replaced by Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's a flake. He's a petty little whiner. He turns into a 16-year-old boy when things don't go right. But he's an amazing talent. He's still, I think, like, isn't he just thirty-one? Yeah, he's not that old. Okay. Yeah. He's not that old. He's had some injuries, but I, I, he's not going to be allowed to be those things uh in uh New England. And like he Belichick has a chip on his he always had there's no new Belichick here. Right. He's always has a chip this on his This is a non-contrived
2: yes. one though. And here's the other thing too, is let's say Cam gets in there and can't and can't submit to the the meta the, those two or three non-negotiable rules, Bill Belichick has. Belichick, he's got a one-year contract. Yeah, he'll cut his ass in the yeah, middle of October absolutely. and go five and eleven, and 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 it's okay. Yes. And everybody's going to say, "Well, he didn't have a quarterback." He has nothing to lose here. I, and so I, if I Cam doesn't turn, turn it doesn't turn out and can't conform you cut him in the middle of the year like you did Randy Moss you tank you get a top 5 draft pick go get yourself you know Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year and you're off again for the next 5 to 10 years in New England this is a no-lose situation for Bill Belichick can't that lose That's correct
1: Naturally, Contrarian says Jelaine Maxwell will make a deal. She'll give up names of people we know, but not the real power players in government. She'll be granted immunity and walk right back into her life like nothing even happened.
2: I'm I'm gonna sell, because the, I don't know... Because Jelaine Maxwell didn't kill herself? Uh, yeah, I don't... I, I, I just... I, <sighs> There's a lot about this that doesn't make sense. I mean, I had a buddy of mine who was sending me stuff about her last night. That's actual, not like like you know rumors on a Reddit forum. It's true. Like her dad was like, uh, Mossad, or British intelligence. I, I'm sorry, British intelligence. And got. Ki- I mean, it just. <sighs> they've known where this woman has been the whole time. Why'd they just now bring yeah. her in? It, yeah. I, I, I There's way too many things. And I just saw the Epstein documentary. And if you've not watched this yet on Netflix, I would highly recommend it. And there's a, there's a moment in, it's only like four episodes. And there's a moment in one of these episodes that took my breath away. And, um, Alan Dershowitz, who, of course, has been accused and linked to Epstein, not just as his lawyer, but having visited the island and, you know, rumors and accusations that he partook of, the, of, the, of, of, of uh, Epstein's uh, offered merchandise while, while, while doing so, and which he's vehemently denied. And there's a woman that um, used to basically be the, the personal assistant to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And, and I mean, she's got pictures of her with Prince Andrew and other people, you know, uh, other witnesses come have come forward in the documentary to say, hey, I saw this girl when she was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, topless on the beach with with Prince Andrew gyrating, you know, I mean, all the, and, and, and apparently, I want to say her name is Ashley something. And she had made some, and she'd made a specific accusation against Alan Dershowitz. And the famed lawyer agrees to come on this documentary and just vehemently denies everything and says, I dare her to go on camera, you know, because I could sue her, right? This is defamation, you know, slander. I, I, I dare her to go on camera and make a specific allegation against me. And they cut to the next scene and the woman is on camera. Making a specific allegation against Alan Dershowitz, saying that he slept with her not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, but on six separate occasions, she was trafficked to Alan Dershowitz. And just the dichotomy of that. And, and this documentary has been out for like a month or two. And knowing that Alan Dershowitz hasn't filed any kind of action or anything... You know, to to to, like when Justin Bieber got accused of assaulting a woman, what was it like ten years ago or something? He slapped her with a twenty million dollar defamation lawsuit, and I hate the fact that I actually know anything about Justin Bieber. I have to admit, I am I have followed him out of a, a little curiosity because a few years ago, well, seven years ago now, I went on a mission trip to Haiti for a week with his father-in-law. Stephen baldwin was only like five of us that went it was me Stephen baldwin kevin mccullough the salem host and a couple of other people so this wasn't like you know a whole troop of us went on this was a very intimate setting we were with each other in haiti for a week and i remember that bieber was just beginning to call on baldwin's daughter when this was going down and now they're married you know and so um and why did, was I there with Stephen Baldwin? Because he used to be a business partner of mine. So uh, I I'm I have been rem, you know kind of remotely fascinated by his spiritual journey and because I just because I know his father in law and I know what his father in law is about having spent a good deal of time with him. So I've I've been I've you know I couldn't tell you what the last hit song he had was titled. I don't know any of that, but just the stuff with him on a human level, I've been interested in. And, uh, and so when Bieber was accused of this, I mean, he came back hard. This woman went on camera on Netflix and accused Alan Dershowitz of, of, of trafficking her a half dozen times. And he hasn't responded with anything that I'm aware of. So I would highly recommend this documentary. And then after you see it, a lot of this just doesn't make any sense to me. And so I'm really uncomfortable making any predictions at all, other than Ghislaine Maxwell didn't kill herself. I'm comfortable making that prediction. I'm comfortable with that one.
0: Yeah, I'm selling along the same lines. I would have more confidence slaughtering a small animal, pouring its blood in a cup, and rolling the bones in it and telling you the future about just about anything <laughs> than knowing what's going to happen here.
1: Right, right. Spirit of 1787 says Walter Payton was a better NFL running back than Barry Sanders. The latter may have been a better athlete. Payton was better suited for the NFL.
2: I, I, I'm okay if you have this opinion, and I'm going to sell and it. has nothing to do with... Me being Alliance fan, because I actually believe Emmett Smith was a better running back than Barry Sanders. But I think this is an entirely subjective exercise. Okay. So, um, and I think I think at times because Barry's style was so unique, there's an idea that he wouldn't fit into more of a, a conventional offense. The reason Emmett Smith's number one for me is because I saw Barry Sanders still in the prime of his career, just get up and walk away. Why? And Because he just didn't like Bobby Ross and the fact that he had to actually be a full-time NFL player and not just come and go as he pleased, like it could with uh, Wayne Fonts, the previous coach. Um, I mean, Emmett Smith, I, I, think, I think Barry was a great talent and a great football player. But if I were building a team around a running back, I'd build it around Emmett Smith because I just think, the intangibles and the other things that I get with him—I mean, one of the most heroic things I've ever seen from an athlete. Last day of the 1993 NFL season. I mean, Emmitt Smith out there playing with a separated shoulder at running back against the Giants and moving his body around so he doesn't get hit on that side. I just, dude, man, that's ultimate warrior stuff to me. But I think this is so subjective. There's no way to really measure it, so I'm going to sell. But I'm not—I don't disagree with your opinion. I just—I don't think you can feel really strongly about who the greatest running back in the NFL is of all time, because you can come up with 15 different ways to measure that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to sell for a reason. I'll just give you in a second with these three particular running backs, uh, all of whom I have respect for in order. I would put them number three Emmett, number two, Walter and number one. Uh, Barry, I have all the reasons to have the same amount of even res- though he
2: came into your crib and played a playoff game once where he carried the ball 12 times for minus one yards in a playoff game, you would still put him number one,
0: yeah. Because, okay, and here's the reason why I, I dismiss not that I
2: bitterly remember that moment right now.
0: I dismiss, I'm looking over your shoulder because that's the screen that the, the Texas uh, the last part. Uh, Peyton was better suited for NFL running back. The only reason you can think that's true is because. Uh, Barry Sanders played on the Lions. And I'm surprised Steve in all his... I, I've become a religious fanatic about the Lions because of Steve. I've seen things <laughs> with these eyes mm-hmm. I can't unsee. If he was on any other team, they would have won multiple Super Bowls. It's a Lions thing. And that, and Steve, that, I'm disappointed in you deeply for somehow putting aside all of that Lions spiritual knowledge that you have passed on to me. Right. It was nowhere to be found in your
2: analysis. See, I, I look at the I look at Barry Sanders to me. I look at Barry Sanders like a Dr. J or a Dominic Wilkins. Now, Dr. J eventually got an NBA title. But th- but those guys were but it was late in his career. He was surrounded by Moses Malone, who was in the prime of his career, and a team that had, you know, other all-stars on it. Those guys, though, were individual human highlights. What Dominique Wilkins in their prim, in his prime and Dr. J in his prime did is athletically redefined the sport of basketball athletically. But they didn't win a lot from a championship perspective. Dr. J actually had teams that could get to the finals, but or often ran. But he would run into the Celtics a lot in the Eastern Conference and lose. But I mean, their highlight reels were are still all-time the stuff of, you know, all-time measurement. I think I think similarly having I watched every snap Barry Sanders played his whole career live, every snap. And I I think that's the difference what's the difference between uh, Michael Jordan had that unique athleticism as well. But Michael Jordan had that unique athleticism with the tenacity that an Emmett Smith brought to the table. And you marry that zero F's given You know that zero Fs given with what transcendent talent, and you end up with an all-time great player. I'm just telling you, Barry Sanders didn't have the zero F's given. Barry Sanders was a great player. He got by largely on natural talent, put in no effort whatsoever during the offseason to lead the team, to be a part of the team. The minute the season ended, playoffs, and they went to the playoffs five times when he was there. Playoffs or they were out. He was gone. Five minutes later, and you didn't see him again until next July, right? Yeah, but every, that, Michael Jordan would never have done that. Like, it just that's just and and I he was and Emmett Smith wasn't like that either. And I think that's why we didn't win more when but Barry honestly, was there.
0: With the, you, with the Bulls, you could do you couldn't say uh, we're going to guard him with four guys. And uh, expect to win. That's what the the Packers basically did a high school defense against them when they really needed to. Ten in the box. You're right. That's that's true. Sorry, Aaron. I know I interrupted you. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rialli says, the history books will one day tell of how the new country of BL America declared itself free and independent of the USA due to the brave midnight Segway ride of one Caesar, Caesar Romney to cast the deciding vote.
2: <laughs> I like what you did there, but I'm I'm going to sell. What what you see with this amount of leftism is the worst thing that happens to it is getting its way. Yep. It can't. It's unsustainable. Okay. No weapon, no scheme of man thwarts the law of God. So the worst the, the worst thing that ha- things that thing that can happen to insurgent movements like this is they get hegemony because they then turn on themselves they feed on themselves they they overconsume they 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 overspend they they overdivide i mean one of my mentors in this business taught me a saying um, god's law the natural law is often self-enforcing right that you just end up even if you're never caught by a... What does that mean? Let me give you an example. Even, if, even if, if you're a chronic speeder and you never get a ticket, sooner or later, the odds, because if you're constantly going 15 to 20 miles over the speed limit in a residential area, the odds that sooner or later you're going to run into some old lady who, who didn't know she could turn right on red and so she slams on her brakes when the light goes yellow and you come like a Molly Hatchet, bat out of hell and you're going to and have an accident, eventually the law, the natural law will catch up to you eventually. And these sorts of pagan utopias never last because they ultimately end up just turning on themselves. And the only way they've, the only way they've ever lasted in human history is when they are individual monarchial dictatorships or in the case of the Ottoman Empire, oligarchies. So a one family or a small group of families are able to hold on to power and pass it down. But the idea—the idea—you can democratize this level of paganism. You can't because when you let it out of its box, the locusts just like are vultures. They just devour everything. So Sal, yes,
0: yeah, Sal. There's some local. Uh, there's some New York school board. I now video out right now. I think. Where they're yelling at each other about which one is more white privilege than the other. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pathetic. And yeah. that's what Steve is talking about. You saw about. this yesterday.
2: We're talking about this in the overtime. They yeah. put out this letter, right? Dude, I saw I saw Ted T- tweeted out yesterday, Ted Cruz. This might be the first time I've ever agreed with Noam Chomsky. And every- Noam Chomsky's like yeah. a literal Marxist, guys. Yeah. Literal. Okay. And they come out, we got to stop this cancel culture stuff. Five minutes after it comes out. I'm so this, sorry. This one broad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry I did this. Yeah. I, I take all the blame. They, unbridled human nature cannot help but fulfill Romans 1. It cannot help but do so.
1: Moving on, uh, Ben Costales says the Major League Baseball will cancel the 2020 season before July 23rd.
2: I will tell you, Kurt Schilling texted me the other day. He is 99% positive. They're never playing the game. I'll buy. Yeah.
0: I'll
1: buy. Just think of the worst possible scenario, and usually that's happened this year.
2: I, I, you know what? I should buy. And I, I, I'm doing this in a full acknowledgement. Kurt Schilling has forgotten more about baseball than I will ever know. Okay? But you've got all these minor league players that would love it. Mm-hmm. Of every... Of every... Mike Trout on every team... Well, there's only one Mike Trout, but that level of player on every team set it out. They'd love it. And they need the money badly. So I'll buy. It just may... You may have, you may end up with some cockamamie lineups you never anticipated.
1: All righty. Let's do rapid fire from here on out. Uh, Chuck Gregory with a similar submission. One of the major U.S. sports leagues will not complete their season in 2020.
2: Let's define Bye. major. So MLS... Uh, oh, NBA, NHL, MLB. I'll, I'll, okay, uh, I'll buy that, and I'm, I'm going to buy that it's the NBA. Gotcha. With the amount of virtue signaling and everything goes on in that league, yeah, I'll buy that it's the NBA. Bye.
1: Uh Justin Rowland says this shutdown has revealed our culture to be primed and ready to receive a mark confirming our vaccination status, which will be required in order to buy or sell. I think you can guess where I'm going with this. I
2: buy, I buy, and I'm not anti-vaccination, but I can. Um, I'm also anti um, anti being dumb. You can see how this is. We I mean, the Trump administration gave a billion and a half dollars yesterday to a company that has never brought a product to market. Consider, I have brought as many products to market as a vaccine company that the Trump administration gave a billion and a half dollars to yesterday. So uh, I will buy.
1: Yeah, yeah, bye. And I'll see you in jail, I guess. Uh, G. Chum says there will be more f- Power Five college basketball programs that cancel their seasons than Power Five football programs.
2: Um, power Five basketball. Yeah, there's six conferences.
0: Mm-hmm. Or the, the, um, I'll buy because I, 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 I think I see where he's going. It's an indoor outdoor thing, and yeah. who's who's paying? Well, f- they're both paying bills,
1: but
2: yeah, I'll buy. But you know, Biden could be president, could get elected president mm-hmm. by then, so we can all start being honest about the virus. So I'll sell.
1: Trey May says Steve Dace will run for U.S. Senate in Iowa. I have no Sell. way. Uh, there's Negative no chance,
2: no chance I'm ever running for any kind of a legislative seat. If I ever run for office, it's only going to be where real power is exercised. Only, only, only place. Real power. I'm not interested in being on a team of 100 or 435. Nope. Zero. You're selling, Todd. I am selling. I got more influence right now than most U.S. senators do. And I've got, you know, a modestly upper-middle-class successful show. I have more influence in the process than most U.S. senators do now. So why would I take a step down? Captain
1: Spatula says Robert Downey Jr. reprises his role as Iron Man in the MCU, either in a time travel or multiverse story arc.
2: Book it. Will happen. It may even be a quick cameo. It may be uh, to close some plot hole. But you have not seen him in that armor for the last time. I will buy
0: I will buy, but I think it's going to be in, in an AI capacity. I mean, I think he's, it's somehow he'd already, you know, he just did time travel. I think he's going to have discovered how to p- somehow preserve himself in some capacity mm-hmm. like that.
1: Uh, we'll go to Parlor. Uh, you can follow me at McIntyre on Parlor. St- at Steve Dace for Steve's Twitter handle or uh, parlor handle. Sean Feely says the World Health Organization should relocate to Wuhan, China. <laughs> this will <laughs> help clear up the communication issues between them.
2: Bye. That's great. Yep. Bye. It's a great parlor debut. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, Brandon Dieball says either Trump or Biden gets 40 states, there will be a, a landslide electoral college election either
2: way. 40 I, is I, I, probably too high either way. But I I tend to agree with the other end of this, um, that somebody's walking out of here with some kind of a, a mandate. Either 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 Trump turns things around and gets affirmed or the country says, we just got to get rid of this guy and makes a statement the other way. I, I So I do think there will be some kind of definitive statement. I don't think we're going to be up late at night with three days of court challenges or Florida recounts. I think we're going to know one way or the other pretty early on election night how this is trending bye hi bye as well
1: next um ml Isina says mount rushmore of dacisms from the uh, COVID era panic porn dr president king pope fauci etc open the country and
2: uh, ah hell nah <laughs> I <laughs> have like i said it. all those things that many times i
0: like it i'm selling i think we can do even better
2: panic porn belongs there pope yep. fauci belongs there uh uh, hell no that belongs there um i don't know man i'm gonna buy i like it at least three of them i think definitely belong there bye
1: All right. Uh, next is from Corey Tacker, who says, HBO Max will remove the Harry Potter movies until they can add a disclaimer addressing J.K. Rowling's transphobia.
2: You're you're already seeing, we've only been at this for five minutes, you can already see why we're all getting up on Parler here, why we're all getting banned from Twitter. Mm -hmm. Look at the difference in tone of the the propositions we're getting on Parler. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, uh, Sell. But... I could see like Daniel Radcliffe taping a statement that then gets distributed, that he asks to be distributed. I could see that.
1: Northern Iowa, University of Northern Iowa here in our our home state, they had a Harry Potter themed kind of homecoming week planned that has now been canceled or modified uh, with the announcement uh, that they're doing that because of uh, the author of Harry Potter's transphobic comments.
0: I'm buying. Okay, I'm buying it now. Yeah. i buy. Yeah. i buy.
1: Uh, Last one. Chris Peters says, the left is closer than it ever has been to getting one of the things it wants. The end of the NFL and the NFL is responsible.
2: I will buy. buy. I don't think it's close, but it's it's closer. Yeah. I mean, the NFL is still, it's the biggest entertainment cash cow in America other than Hollywood itself. So I don't think, I don't think it's close to the end of the NFL, but I do agree we are closer to it you know, we might have, you know we might have moved only from here to here, okay? But we're closer than we were before. I totally agree with that, and yes. for the reasons that you indicated, I agree with that too. Yeah, I do. Bye. All right, that's it for buy, sell, or hold. We will come back here and be joined by our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself daniel horowitz we'll get the latest on the virus i some of you may be wondering i know there were a couple of landmark supreme court decisions today i've not had a chance to study them that's why i've not given an opinion i know that's kind of weird right you know but i tend to want to know what i'm talking about before i start talking but you know daniel has done so already so we'll get the word from him when we come back here in a moment on blaze tv radio and podcast stay tuned You know, we're all looking for ways to save money, especially right now. So when's the last time you looked at how much you're spending every month? on car insurance or or homeowner's insurance. Well, now's the time to check out Gabby and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have because Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance programs like Nationwide, Travelers, Progressive, and others. Just link your current insurance account and in about two minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you already have and heck, they may even come back and tell you that you've already got great coverage. Now you know. You got the best the market can provide for you as a customer. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. So if they can't find you savings, again, they'll let you know. And you can give yourself, you know, like a helmet sticker. Hey, I got the best deal already. Uh, it's totally free to check your rate, and there's no obligation. It takes just two minutes. Take those two minutes right after the show if you want. See how much you can save on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby, that's G A B I, G as in George, A B as in boy, G A B I dot com slash DACE, Gabby com slash Dace. Again, that's Gabby.com slash Dace. Let's go to our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Our good friend, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? We're doing all right. Lots to talk about. There is, and I got to blindside you with this though, okay? We're going to get into the virus and everything, I promise, but I got to get a quick, I just need to see a look on your face when I tell you this, okay? Quote an hour ago from presidential candidate Kanye West. Quote, Planned parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. unquote. I, I just have to get your reaction to that.
3: I mean, I think like everyone else, you know, broken clock is right twice, but the problem is after that, sixty seconds later, it continues to be as wrong as it was sixty seconds before that. So I mean, I think that that's what we've seen with him before. Um, He said some good things before, saddled up with Trump, but then he uses that good found will with conservatives to then get conservatives to push jailbreak. So color me a little bit skeptical if I'm not willing to just go and embrace this guy as desperate as I am for a third party candidate.
2: Let's get to the virus and where we are at. So um, I was tough on Ron DeSantis last week for punking out, frankly, a little bit. This week post-holiday, dude has come out swinging. All right? I mean, he has he he fully deployed uh, his bully pulpit. with, and, and by using it and doing it himself and not sending a flack out there or just tweeting it out, he is forcing data into the mainstream that, frankly, a lot of the mainstream media would just prefer does not exist. I did the math in Texas uh, last night. Forty times more people in Texas have recovered than died of COVID-19. 40 times more people have recovered than died. 40 times. Um, You look at what's going on in Arizona, and they're counting positive antibodies as positive cases in in that state, by the way. And and I, I focused on those three because it's where we're getting all of the panic porn has sort of assembled and feasted its eyes on those three states. So where are we right now with this... The White House seems to, yesterday, and and Trump seems to be following up today, but yesterday they finally did what I've been begging them to do publicly and privately for months. Because I I explained this to the audience, Daniel, we can take all of our platforms. You, me, Jordan, uh, Jesse Kelly, Clay Travis, who probably has a bigger platform right now than any of us do. Mm. But even if we combined all of our platforms, we couldn't put a dent into the panic porn industrial complex. But there is one platform to rule them all, where you get to come off the top rope anytime you want, and it's the biggest bully pulpit on planet Earth. And so we need him to take the data that we have been pointing out and, and champion, it, champion it, because he can come off the top rope against all of this panic porn. They did it yesterday on schools. He's kind of still doing it today. Maybe they're finally getting the message over there. What do you think?
3: So, Steve, I just first want to connect the end of what you said to the beginning. When it comes to Ron DeSantis, Part of Ron's problem last week and a couple other times where he gave in a little bit on the first round in March or April is you cannot reinvent the wheel as one governor when you're downstream from the national narrative. If every Republican, including the president, is going to echo the Democrat sentiment that cases equals deaths, cases are a problem, um, you know, all the context we're talking about, the 10, 15 factors and inputs that make the data very illusory and superficial and really make this unremarkable. And frankly, at the point now where it's not even an epidemic, according to CDC's own definition, it, perception becomes reality. And if if people are going to panic over cases, even if they're the asymptomatic and, and and like a cold, then, you know, there's not much Ron could do about that. So that's why there is a need for Trump to take the leadership, which really he hasn't been doing. But part of the problem is this. You can't do policy at a tweeting level, okay? You have to, before the tweets, get all of your White House personnel on the same page. That's your close orbit, right? That, that would be like fighting with yourself. I mean, you got to get your White House personnel um, on the same page. Then you use that to get the executive branch top officials on the same page. You don't publicly fight with CDC, you know, and say, I disagree with CDC. No, no, no. CDC is not a fourth branch of government. You are the president, the chief executive officer of the executive branch of government. So you get CDC on the same page as you before you come out. And then you have a united front. And, and that's that's really what's missing with the president on every issue, um, because then they just sandbag him from the administration. They're off message. And I and, and then rinse and repeat. Then the president gets scared and then he backs down. So I think it's good that he's gotten back onto this. Um, but he does need to unify the personnel and messaging quietly before he does so publicly. Um, now, broadly, where is he coming from? I just wanted to read your, to your listeners, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan really has some terrific data analysts. If for nothing else, they they need to make money and uh, they they rely on them from an uh, economic standpoint. So I've said very often The people who are best at this are not scientists and not doctors. They're data people, because this is a matter of analyzing what is happening. The why is a little less important and harder to figure out, and no one has the answer. And because they they
2: can't impose a bias on the data and be good at their jobs, because they have to make decisions based on what they think the data actually says. And if they do it based on what they wanted to say, that's how you don't get employed to make those decisions anymore.
3: Right? Exactly. It's not like academia where they get grants, and now you are not allowed to have any studies that show that police actually shoot whites per capita more than blacks. You're not allowed to do that, and they're recanted that because they just say this is not an option but in you know jp morgan's not going to say well this sort of financial analysis is not an option well they want to do what's right so anyway they came out and said we do not see cases in southern western states resulting in mortality rates similar to those observed in the northeast during march and april likely due to a larger percentage of mild and asymptomatic cases a younger average age better treatment and more testing that that really is the bottom line. The in other words, we've been to saying that, to our
2: audiences for the last couple of weeks yeah. since the surge in new cases began. Yeah. Right.
3: N- nothing changed other than that we have more data to see this. We also have, for example, many cases in Florida. There's now open source articles in the media. They're talking about how they report every positive and every double and triple positive, but not a lot of the negatives. They, they get lost in the shuffle. So there's your positivity rate there. Um, skyrocketing uh, and it's completely misleading, but the border, the border is a big issue Um, it is is undeniable, so for example you'll see a 300% increase in hospitalizations throughout Texas, and most of that again is superficial and illusory because it's just people that weren't in the the hospitals were ghost towns they're never like that, now they're back up to typical capacity, it's just that 10 to 15% of people anywhere um, have COVID. 25% of all pregnant women that came in, according to CDC nationally, have COVID. We weren't testing that in April. My wife gave birth in April in Maryland. Um, I wasn't tested. She wasn't tested. Now now you're going to be tested. Um, one third of all car accident victims in Miami's uh, top or, or largest hospital Uh, Had COVID. So that's mainly what it is. But Steve, what happens when you see a 300% increase at large in Texas, but an 1100% increase in Hidalgo County, Texas at the border? Right. What happens when you see that one county in
2: Texas? It's less than three percent, that one border county you just cited, Hidalgo County, it is less than three percent of that state's population, Daniel. It is more than 20 percent of the entire state's, a state of 30 million people, by the way. It is more than 20 percent of its entire deaths, despite being less than three percent of its population. So then what is culturally different there that makes it such an outlier? I wonder what that would be.
3: I wonder what it would be. And look, they are transferring people from the border to the bigger cities like Houston, San Antonio, Phoenix, Phoenix for sure, as well. But certainly that's where you're going to see it prominently um, at the initial intake. Mission, Texas, those hospitals, Brownsville, uh, McAllen, Roma, places like that. And you had days where you had more deaths in Hidalgo County. Than Dallas County, no one ever heard of Hidalgo. It's one third the size of Dallas County, one fifth the population density, which is really the factor across the map. If you if you look at any state, it's the one area with population density that's very uh, very prominent that's going to have more deaths exp- exponentially. So, um, here's what happened, Steve. I- I'm not even going to focus on immigration or illegal immigration or the medical tourists. People, green card holders, dual citizens that got sick in Mexico and were very sick and came for treatment. That, I mean, that's open source. That's Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. That was happening until they stopped reporting on it because we saw the results of it. So they you know, couldn't mention anything. I'm just going to talk from a travel quarantine perspective. I want your audience to visualize this because a lot of people will say, well, look, Daniel. Well, um, th- these are American citizens traveling. I mean, th- th- you can't shut them off. So we have a mandatory quarantine from state to state on the highways in Maryland, where I am. We had throughout March and April, you have to quarantine for 14 days if you came from New York, New Jersey or Connecticut. Now those states are doing it on Texas, California, Arizona and Florida and whatever else. I believe to this day and certainly throughout May, as Mexico became a hotspot. There was never a voluntary Quarantine, much less a mandatory, much less a shutoff of the border for people traveling back, back and forth every day. You have Americans in these counties because of the cross border culture, they shop there for cheaper prices, some work there, some visit family there every single day. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. How many people do you think visited New York from Pennsylvania at the beginning of April?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. I mean, everyone knew not to go there. Right. Right. You just weren't going to do that. Our government wouldn't – you're not allowed to say that. You're not – I mean th- there is a greater travel restriction from state to state than across an international border even as Tamaulipas, that's the state under Texas, became the hotspot. And the two biggest hotspots, if you look at a map of the border – so a lot of the prominent border towns have sister cities. They they literally just cross the border. It's the same thing. So you have McAllen and Brownsville are sister cities to – um Reynosa and Matamoros, uh, respectively. Those are the two biggest hotspots in Tamaulipas State.
2: Our, our, one of our peers, Phil Kirpin, has been following the limited and shoddy testing. Because Mexico, everything they do is shoddy, except drug cartels and soccer. Everything else is shoddy. Uh, but he's been following their testing in Mexico. They're, they're testing at like a 50% positive rate right now in Mexico so if you're yeah. if, if 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 you're living on the border of a country that is on the up curve of its initial infection, number one number two doesn't really care about its citizens unless it can turn them into drug mules as demonstrated that sadly right, and then number three um at that same time you, you, there's a lot of cross border traffic, dual citizenship, green card holders, migrant workers, family members that are going back and forth as you just noted. It, it, why are we shocked that these are the counties in, in these three states that are overrepresented compared to the rest of the state's populations statewide? Why are we shocked?
3: It, well, well, I mean, that that's the thing, because, again, Steve, as you could tell with the riding versus going to church, as you could tell with, um, you know, Cops being prosecuted, but you could vandalize, loot, break statues, and and that's totally fine. We don't live in a country with equal justice anymore. We live in a racial pyramid, and that's what – I mean, you Mm. know what this is. And and again, it's stupid because this has nothing to do with Mexico. It's not a rip on them or their people. It's just a reality that every country gets an epidemiological curve. But
2: you vote for Republican governors like Greg Abbott to save you from that. Instead, what yeah. he is saying is because we don't secure the border, if the law-abiding, you shut your businesses down. You do that instead, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. the message, right?
3: No, exactly. I mean, you, you cannot travel to your work in the same city. And in Mission, Texas, now there's a curfew at night because of a spread that was brought in because we didn't put a travel restriction on going to work across an international border. And, and again, here's the thing. Quickly. If you're an American citizen living in Mexico, just like we did with the people— in non contiguous countries, you could fly. It's March twenty first. We have a problem. You got one shot, in or out. That's what every other country did. That's what the European countries did. They closed their border. We never closed the border. It was a joke. We had the same degree of travel. The one thing we did is we finally turned back illegal immigrants, which we should have always been doing. Um, but that was an immigration issue. And and by the way, except if you come to the border and you're dying of COVID, which I understand, we'll we'll bring you in. But then we'll count that as cases and hospitalizations and deaths in our in our country as well. But as far as the U.S. travel and quarantine, not only did we never shut the border, we never issued a mandatory quarantine. I don't think it's there to this day. Now, the Mexicans are saying you you shouldn't come now, but mm. the Americans never said you can't cross over. We're closed. Um, We suspended the Constitution. Right. Among Americans in America, so certainly we're going to close cross-border travel. You have no well, the right Americans to go are back and the, forth. The,
2: the Americans are the second class citizens now. I got to go, brother. Good to talk to you yeah. as always. Take care. all right. God bless. Hey, if you're going to get in the real estate market, it is difficult to do it at any point in time, But especially right now, given the uncertainty of the market, some of the stuff Daniel and I were just talking about, make sure you go in. If you're going to go in, you go in with an agent that is all in for you that you can trust. To be there all the way to the finish line where would you find such a person right because any website you go to any realtor is not going to say i suck at this it's not going to say i'm going to cut and run the minute i don't think i can sell your house in 30 days or less they're not going to write that down so so you need to put people through a vetting process thankfully someone has done somebody's done that for you already that's what real estate agents i trust is all about and the name says it all you can just go to the website realestateagentsitrust.com everybody that's listed there all over the country has been fully vetted from an integrity and a performance standpoint. All right? Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's the name of the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's going to do it for the show today. We're going to stick around and do some overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace